Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. It's still hot out there, so hey, what else is new? Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show this morning. is Jake and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, Texan Roofing, Boyd's One Stop, and the Texas Insider Fishing Report. All right, looking at... Um, Weather right now down on the island in Galveston, it's 85. They say it feels like 99. Goodness. But uh, today, plenty of sunshine, near record highs again. Temperatures will be up to about uh, 92 for a high with a southwest wind at 10 to 20. And then for tonight, clear skies, low of 83, south-southwest 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, sunny, near record high temperatures again with a high of 93 and southwest winds 15 to 25, and it looks like up on the high ground we're going to reach near triple digits again today. But uh, we had a little rain the other day. Hope somebody got some of that, those little showers coming in off the gulf, moving inland. So hope you were in the path of one of them. It makes a world of difference. It actually rained on Umbrella Point this week. My goodness. <laughs> Tides for today. These are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We're sitting on a high right now. That occurred at 2.25 a.m. It was a 1.8. So we're going to be sitting on a standing high most of the day. And then a low this evening at 5.41 p.m. It's an 0.0. So pretty good swing of water. Strong outgoing. Should start running pretty good from noon on. Uh, Sunrise, 7 a.m. Sunset, 7.34 p.m. Our moon phase. It's 51%. It's half moon. And looking at current conditions, offshore the buoy out there showing a south-southwest wind at 9 to 11. Barometric pressure is fairly low at 91, 29.91 inches. Air temperature 86, water temp 88. And the Galveston Channel, it's 85 degrees with 90-degree water, a southwest wind at 3 to 7. Eagle Point, it's 82 degrees with a Water temperature of 88.5 west-northwest, 2 to 3. And up at Morgan's Point, it's 82 degrees with 88-degree water, south-southwest wind, 5 to 7. 
So there it is. Play with it. All right, let's go over to Sabine Lake, and let's get started off this morning with Captain Bill walking and see what he's up to. Bill, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, buddy. How about yourself? Oh, I can't, I can't complain. Just, I don't know, trying to get rid of this hot weather. That's just not going to happen for a while, <laughs> it doesn't look like. <laughs> Boy, it sure seems like it. My goodness. But, uh, but I have had three showers. Yeah. Totaling about, totaling about maybe three-quarters of an inch out of all three of them. Well, that won't go far, but it's a, it's a plus. At least it's something it's positive to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I never thought I'd be interested in seeing rain, but uh, actually, <laughs> we need it pretty bad. I think uh, I think I'm probably going to lose two of my blueberry bushes, and they've been planted out there for many years. Uh, Boy, it's a shame. Yeah, it yeah, is. I've got I've got eleven bushes out there. And uh, I think I might lose two. They're the ones closest to the tree line that has all the big trees. And uh, I think those big trees are sucking all the water out. But I, I may I may lose my white oak too. I've got a great big white oak out in the front yard, and it all the leaves fell off of it. Now, I don't know if that means it's dead or it's just shed early or what. Well, Pretty scary. I, uh, I actually mowed my yard yesterday for the first time in probably a month and a half, and the only reason I did that was to mulch leaves. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I've seen falls that weren't uh, this bad with the with the leaves on the ground. It's just crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's still life on them, on a lot, on a lot of my trees. I know I'm going to lose probably four right now. There, uh, there's no coming back. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> Their yeah. history. <laughs> That's tough, man. Just... I've been trying to nurse my fruit trees through, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it may be too late for some of it. Just have to wait and see in the spring, see what happens. Yes. But uh, as far as the fishing goes, I just need... Uh, I just need people to go, and I've got some today and some tomorrow. And phone's starting to rain, starting to get busy. It's very predictable. August is always dead. It's that back-to-school lull thing, you know. We've that's been going yeah. on for as long as I've been around. That, that's just the way it that is. That and a lot of people, a lot of my older guys don't like to go in, the, in that real heat. No, so, that's man. That that heat's tough on old people, man. It's tough on some young yeah. people, but I mean, it just it's uh it's not worth it when you got all those good fishing days, you know, with better temps and all that to fish year round. Yeah, you know. But there's plenty of fish to catch. I mean, we did good last Saturday. I think we had about twenty. Yeah, I saw where you whacked them good, man. Had some nice fish. Yeah, some of those fish were pretty good size. Yeah. Had one that was 21 and a half and a 19 and 18, maybe a couple of 17s. Yeah. But, um, They're growing you know, up. Hey, yeah, a little bit at a time. I think those better fish for, uh, for tide runners, though. I think, uh, 
I had fished in the lake all morning and and we couldn't catch anything but you know twelve inches up to maybe fourteen. Yeah. And when we got down to the ship channel, went under the bridge and started fishing down below. Right. We started picking up. It was still the school bus pattern. Mm. Now, the decrease of the moon, the first two days of the decrease after a big super moon like that. Right. Those fish were scattered. I couldn't get on a concentration of trout nowhere. It was one Z, two Z, or none. And uh, I don't think we caught over two trout in one spot. We just made a lot of spots. And it worked out. But um, I think most of those better fish were tide runners. And I had been Good down beat. there a week before and didn't catch much. But they're all fixing to go, believe you me. The end of September, those fish are going to leave. And, I mean, around here, they'll be gone. That's the million-dollar question. Where do they go? I wish I knew. <laughs> it's a mystery. You know, some of the better fish I've seen in the last couple of weeks, you know, as far as really nice like five and six pound trout have come out of the surf yeah yeah and those are probably better you know those probably tide runners be my oh, guess no doubt. but um they now are doing was, now if it was post harvey we could say well, oh yeah those are out of the bay you know those are resident fish but uh with salinity yeah. like it is now, no, those are definitely tide runners, without a I doubt. Think so too. But they are doing a tracking survey over here. They um, are. I had a young man from Parks and Wildlife, uh, one of their biologists or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he fished with me the other day, and they got talking about tracking studies. And they're they're implanting transmitters and trout and redfish around here, and putting them back in the water. We got a little tag on them. I haven't seen one yet, but uh, they've got some some uh, marker buoys around the system that's uh, picking up those transmitters. So every oh, time darn. that fish swims by a transmitter, they know it. I know now Louisiana's that, doing, been doing that for a long time. And I'm sure hoping that uh, he'll share that stuff with me. Uh, Boy, it save them a lot of time and money. Just uh, wish they could uh, hand out uh, smartphones to all the fish. <laughs> you can really track them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, hey, it, that's a move in the right direction. They've had it going on for uh Probably several months. So there'll be uh, there'll be data coming about that. Least sure trout move know. a lot farther than they used to think they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, Some of back them in the do. day, they used to say, "Oh, these fish don't go anywhere." Well, they do. No, I think some of them have uh, have track shoes. I think they travel way further than anybody ever believed. Yeah, and the ones that never leave the bay, they, they move around. You know, your resident fish, they they flow throughout the bay system, you know, year-round. They're in a constant flow, and that and, and yeah. bait dictates that. You know, your 
shrimp migrations and shad, everything. It dictates a lot of that. And salinity levels, you know, all, everything comes into play. Spawning rituals. Well, it's, it's my belief that in the spring, when you've got water flow coming down the lake, freshwater flow, yeah, that those fish, at least, at least the ones that are middle way, they travel to the south. And I think that all of them do, actually. I think they come further south. And when they meet the fry and the young stuff coming out of the Gulf of Mexico in spring, that's that's where everybody goes. Mm-hmm. And they they as they swim into the system, the little fry, pogie and stuff like that, as that stuff comes into the system and moves into the marsh, the fish turn around and go with them. I've seen them. Right. I've seen those fish gather. Uh, real strong down in the ship channel, Sabine Pass, Lighthouse Cove, maybe places like that, or up above the Causeway Bridge. And somewhere around the 1st of June to the middle of June, they all leave and go north. Some of them go up the ship channel, and some of them go up into the lake. I mean, it's... It's uh, really predictable when that'll happen. Once it starts salting up, salting up, salting up, and freshwater backs up, backs up, that saltwater wedge pushes pushes the uh, freshwater up, then your fish will leave. And you can follow them up into the lake. And, you know, they, once they get up there, they're liable to go anywhere. And then around the uh, September, October, those fish will start coming out of the Sabine River and the Natchez following the shrimp. The shrimp come down and they go out into the lake and, you know, you'll have uh, you'll have birds working out there and stuff like that. I, that's kind of generally how that works. But, I mean, that's, that's oversimplified, of course, but yeah, I've observed it every year, every year, every year, every year, you know, so they do. They definitely do move around. Yeah, the more you fish, the more experience you have. The you know, the yeah. better you stay on top of things like that. It's just second nature. You don't have to write it down. It's it's etched in stone in your mind. Let me knock this break out, mm-hmm. Bill. I'll be right back to you, my friend. Hang with me. Okay, buddy. Well, I need to take a moment to talk about the Belleville Meat Market. If you've never been there, you owe it to yourself to give it a try. Stop in and. Check out their meat market, their processing facility. They're located in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And always at the Belleville Meat Market, fresh ground beef. Every day when you buy 10 pounds or more, buy it in bulk, get it for three fifty nine a pound. And check out in their barbecue section, their homemade hot dogs. They have original and with cheddar cheese, and they're introducing their prepackaged uh, seasoned beef fajitas, seasoned chicken fajitas, and pork pastor. And uh, if you uh, get by that way, check it out firsthand. They have great barbecue and some of the best deer processing anywhere I've found in the great state of Texas. That's the Belleville Meat Market. 
or meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. Getting our week kicked off and uh, warm again. Let's go back to Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we are back. All right, buddy. I'm here with you. I can't wait to be able to talk about the first good cold front. When do you think that's <laughs> going to be about a week before Thanksgiving? I'm not talking about a cool front or just a little wind. I'm talking about a cold front. I think it'll be right around November the 4th or 5th. That'd be nice for right opening now. weekend of deer season. That'd be real nice. And duck we'll season. Get one. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Trust me. <laughs> this too shall pass. The Siberian Express. We're longing it for it. A, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a Canadian Clipper. Either one will be. Yeah, I like that one, Canadian Clipper. Uh, it uh, this uh, this has been a prolonged drought for sure. Uh, it may be the longest one I remember. Maybe yeah, I think so. this one's worse than twenty eleven. Yeah, I think so. And uh, you remember we had a a real big drought back in fifty. Somewhere in the early 50s, 53, 54. Yeah, we had, we had one in the early 80s, too. Yeah. it's um, But it has affected us more so than than I think it ever has. I think we've had the longest run of 100-degree-plus 100, 100 days that we've ever had around here. But somewhere back there, it happened again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you if you look at you know the historical records, uh, the weather records, you'll find that it's probably done this before. And, it has. Yeah, it, it's the climate does change from here to there and around. And I remember once upon a time, maybe ten thousand years ago, we had an ice age. Oh yeah, and uh, that must that must have been pretty rough. <laughs> whatever whatever caused that one, it quick froze a bunch of animals up in the Arctic. You know, uh, woolly mammoths and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and every once in a while they find one thawing out, coming out of the riverbank or something. Yeah, that's there. cool to watch some of those Alaskan shows on the, like the Discovery oh. Channel, and they'll find woolly mammoth bones and tusk and everything like that. They look for them because they bring big money. Well, they even find whole bodies, some to whole carcasses, yeah. uh -huh. grass still in their mouth. So they must have quick frozen way back there somewhere. Now, what caused that? I only could wonder. You know, it must have been pretty serious weather. <laughs> must have been one of those Canadian clippers. Well, I'm looking on a extended forecast. So we're for Houston for the high ground is showing 104 today, 105 tomorrow, 100 Saturday, 98 Sunday, 97 Monday, 97 Tuesday. Then we've got a cooling trend coming. Only 94 Wednesday, 92 Thursday, 93 Friday, and 93 Saturday. So that that'll be nice. But look at the wind yes. directions in southeast and the northeast. So sweet. 
Yeah. Bring it. When does when does it start? What day? Uh, well, let's see. Next week, uh, it'll start on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Go southeast and only a high of 94. Only a high of 94. I've been watching the U.S. <laughs> Open tennis. I love, uh, you know, major tennis tournaments. And uh, those guys were vapor-locking on the court yesterday in New York. 50% humidity. They would absolutely die if they had to play in Texas, play that tournament in Texas <laughs> this time of year. They wouldn't survive that. They, they, would, no they wouldn't even make it through two sets. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, I, Cramping, I vapor locking, breathing treatments, heart palpitations, <laughs> chest pains. I mean, they were. these are some of the best athletes in the world. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was – out there had, had some garbage spilled out close to the road down there yesterday, and I, I was picking that stuff up and leaning over and just you know mm. reaching over and picking it up, getting dizzy. It in the bag and, <laughs> hey, and I guarantee you that my heart started fluttering. I said, "Man, Uh-oh. man, and I better slow down here, <laughs> or I've got I have tachycardia anyway. It, uh, you know, I've had it all my life. It's." Was that like Just AFib or something? No, it's not AFib. It's tachycardia. It's like it speeds up. And I take right. medication for it. I always have. But it was the heat and the humidity and everything. Even I was in the shade. And it still was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yesterday I was out picking up limbs, bending over. And, I mean, I don't even, I can't even count that high. And just, you know, before you mow and mulch all the leaves up, because there's very little grass, Bermuda's growing pretty good, but the St. Augustine's just, it's done. Yeah. But, uh, it's brown. Going, man, I can't believe that it's this hot. I mean, that's hardly any exertion at all. Just walking around on a couple acres, picking up limbs and all that, and throwing them on the burn pile, and you just can't wait to get on the lawnmower, sit down and rest. Man. <laughs> That's right. And there was no wind, no breeze. No, there was no wind yesterday. But we did have a shower come up midday. I saw saw some little spotty showers over your way yesterday and some up by Harden and Liberty, you know, that way above me. But they were... Those were moving from north to south, but they've tore... You know, the closer they get to the bay, the more they rag apart and deteriorate, but... But they did another day, the yeah. ones coming out of the Gulf and moving inland. And I got a couple of those, and it was really nice. I said, what yeah, is that falling that is on my bad. roof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Like so I, say, I presume, I, I, guess, I, I guess you got just pure salinity all the way up through the top of your lake and into the rivers now, huh? Oh, all the way up to uh, past Beaumont to the saltwater barrier. My goodness. Yeah, it, uh, the Natchez River is dark and clear all the way, way beyond I-10. See, and look how many fish so, are scattered out in this. I mean, oh, you know, we've been we've grown accustomed to stack-up type situations for so many years now, and now that all these salinity levels are high and these fish are able to go anywhere they want and spread out, and uh, that makes it tougher. Especially if you got fewer fish like we do, and then uh, 
you got to work for them till you find them. You know, usually when you do, they're balled up and you can depend on them every day. But uh, it is nice to have yeah. all the bays in good shape like they are with the beautiful water. And, man, it just sure makes a difference. It's better for the attitude, isn't it? <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're gonna at least get a good spawn this year. We had a good oh, spawn I last year. You. So there's there's gonna be a lots of little baby speckled trout swimming around here pretty quick. And uh, take care if, of them and let uh, them grow up. We'll be we'll be in good shape. Yep, the other critters. Rome, Rome wasn't them. built in a day, and our fishery wasn't either. You just gotta you gotta nurse it, bring it back no, to life. No, that's true. But we did. Uh, I did encounter a lots of uh, nine and ten inches back a month ago. Yeah, and they've kind of dispersed a little bit now. Yeah, and they probably went up in the marsh. I I would think that's what happened. Or uh, they 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 swept in there and hatched. You know, after they hatched, they swept into the marsh, and, and that's typically what happens. And then they come back out. And you'll work it as they hatch, they come back. Yeah, and, that's uh, where they grow up, and then they'll the come out into the bay and go, man, I don't know, I don't like it out here. There's too many things that eat me out here. I'm going to go back in. <laughs> well, you <laughs> hey, think they've got to run We've got the some dollar. predators. Hey, now, I hadn't heard you talk much about it. I know over here and, you know, up and down the coast, man, there is just a ton of predators with all the, the dolphin and the sharks and, and, uh, you know, bull reds and all that. And are you seeing a lot of that over there in that lake? Is you know an abundance of sharks like we are over here? Yeah, there's we're we're getting hit with shark attacks uh, everywhere we fish. Wow. I've been fishing, you know, the southern half of the lake right. here lately, and uh, I guarantee you those sharks are out there. We hooked yeah. one. We hooked about a four foot black tip. That some gun launched into the air. And, did a really pretty spin, <laughs> spin and backflip. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Little an amazing spinner sight. Didn't uh, he didn't get he didn't have a chance. That poor fellow he he cut that line quick. Fifteen pound fluorocarbon later and just snipped it too. But uh, we got to see what it was anyway. And I just saw the gaff top. A headline on ESPN just now it said uh, Medvedev. Andre Medvedev, he's a Russian tennis player. He played yesterday in that heat. He was one of the Vaver lockers, and uh, he warned that uh, a tennis player is going to end up dying in this heat. Oh, man. Hey, uh, the heat will get to you. Yeah. But I, I think today I'll be, uh, my approach will be soft plastics to start with. Uh, I don't think I'll have a topwater fisherman in the boat today, but hey, maybe uh, somebody might tie one on. But I've been catching a lot of fish near the bottom. Mm. That's that's where they are, and they will come up shallow in the middle of the day. Sure, I've had fish come up on the reef in three foot of water, um, right in the middle of the morning. You know, ten o'clock, twelve o'clock. Uh, but most of them are right close to a drop-off. So, yeah, know, they're like within uh, arm's reach of deep water. 
That's right. Where our pattern's been over here. We, I think some of the better catches all summer long have been shallow. Yeah. You know, for the better quality fish and lots of them. Yeah. I, I pretty well agree with that. And they're close to, you know, they're close to uh, deep water access, close to channels and guts and drains and things like that. Where they can get you know, we did currents. catch our we did catch our best trout by a post in um, all about eighteen foot of water. Goodness! And uh, yeah, That's yeah, deep. that fish was that big old trout, twenty one and a half inches. Yeah, and that fish was wide and heavy for its length. Oh my goodness! Stout uh. trout. Yeah, looked like it had been. Uh, Doing some weightlifting and bodybuilding. <laughs> oh man, you know they when they get they start spreading out like that, they get you can't reach your hand around their head. You know they're so thick. And that was a that was a pretty fish. Yeah, like a lot fish of them when they're shouldered up now. like that. Got big shoulders. Yeah, on. they're pretty like that. But I'm not catching any eggy females now. They're all pretty well spawned out. Right. So it's all that's all just about over with. I think they found the right conditions pretty early on this year. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, we we threw a lot of white. White was not the wrong thing to throw. No, it's getting that time of year. Thing. You know, you know that pre-fall bite uh, glow and white works pretty good this time of year, especially with our you know water clarity uh, and everything else. Just to be different, I threw a clear sparkle, silver sparkle with a. That's uh, a good. That's a good one. Kind of a lime green tail, mm. K wiggler, four inch, and they bit that just as good as they did everything else. But once we got down into the ship channel, the water was green, and visibility was three to four feet. Yeah, that's. Uh, I love catching fish in that pretty water like that. You know, a lure that we used to fun. catch them in the early fall on. Now, it would, our fall bite, you know, like late September, early October, to start off with like spoons. You know, we'd get a real good spoon bite early in the morning. And uh, about mid morning, you could switch over to a 51M11 mirror lure, you know, while we were waiting. That's that white with the red head, the old Woody. And, yeah, the uh, pecker wood. Man, I'll tell you, they used to light that thing up because the water's so clean and clear. I, the clearer the water would get, it seemed like that white with a red head would work better and better and more sunlight yes. penetrating the water. Oh, man, that bait used to really produce some beautiful fish this it's, time of year. It is a good bait. Yes. And, and white, I think white's the dominant theme there. But we threw, I did have one guy picked up a strawberry with white tail and sparkles. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that always thing, a winner. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. Yeah, and uh, he caught just as good as everybody else. So, it, you know, it, I don't think the color was the issue. It just, uh, that, you know, whatever you threw in the right spot, we'd pull up on a place and just like, you know, like I said, running a school bus pattern, mm. and we would catch one or two real quick and then sit there and sit there and sit there for 10 minutes and nothing there and uh, just Pick up and leave. Just go on. Go to the next hole. Just keep moving. Yeah. And uh, there's no way, no way you can sit around there and wait 
until something else come with the title movement. Yeah. You know, you know, unless you're getting some would, bites and losing one here or there and you know they're there real good. You got you gotta move on. I'm with you yeah. on that one, brother. You you fan cast around the boat on those shallow reefs or near a drop off and if they're there you're gonna catch one pretty quick. Exactly. And, uh, they're there, you'll know it. Yep, they're aggressive. You'll catch them, and then you might as well just uh, move on. You know. All right, buddy. Gas. Well, I know okay, you got to move on. You got a fish, and I got a break coming up. So, uh, hey, if somebody wants to call you, Bill, about coming over and fishing with you, man, give them a number, my friend. Four nine six seven three nine two one one. Or fishsabinelake dot com. You got it, Ben. All right, Talk Bill. Have a good day. Stay hydrated. Catch him up. See you, man. All right. Bye. Later. All right. That's Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And Danco Sports Incorporated. You know, folks, they're an industry-leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide. Danco's committed to providing affordable, high-quality products to the fishing community with over 400 plier and knife options to choose from. And their premium pliers and sheaths. They're just what I use. They have outstanding quality and performance. No inshore or offshore boat which should be without a couple of pair of them. They're solid machined, and they're titanium. They have an oversized super halo hinge, integrated jaw crimper, and uh, titanium cobalt cutters. And no boat should be without a, a, you know, a couple of Danco knives that come in a variety of sizes with a full tang German stainless steel blade. Danco fillet knives, in my opinion, are better than the Bubba blade at half the price. And Danco knives have a dual-molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch and a DuPont Teflon-coated blade. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. Do it with Danco. From the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 438 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Lake Conroe and let's check in with old Richard Tosh. We just call him the fish dude. Richard, tell me What's about funny, it. What's funny, Mickey? <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, it no is. Doubt. Come on, man. You got some better news than that for me. When's that next cold front coming? <laughs> Bring I'll it. tell you what. I, I, wish I, I wish it'd show up because I'm... I'm about ready to get out there on the water now. I'm off my cane and everything, so I'm I'm just going to get in the boat. That's all I got. Man, you should have took a picture of you on a cane. I'd like to have that. I'm uh, studio you, in here. Yeah, I'd be pointed at you. That's what I'd be doing. Tidely can't keep a good dog down. <laughs> I guarantee you, but I'm back to walking around, so that's all I needed to do. That's to good. Back on that boat, so no pain. It's, uh, no, no. It's I mean it's a little sore, but other than that, it's the pain as far as the joint. That's all awesome, gone. man. I love it. I love it. But modern uh, technology. That, I guarantee you, it's it's nice. You know, once they once they get all that stuff done, because it's you know he told me three months, and that's I'm gonna take him to heart on most of it. But three months is for certain ways I can only bend. He says I can't bend more than a ninety. If I do, it'll pop out. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, other you gotta than that, be careful with that. Yeah, but other than that, I'm I'm good. Except for yesterday, I woke up and had dang little sinus something or other going on. So that's why I'm. I was going to like I said, I was going to go fishing today, but dang it, it's the sinus stuff. I figured that heat ain't going to do it no good. So ain't no sense in making it worse. I'll try to get out there in the next day or two anyway. So right. I'm gonna get out. 
sometime here in the next three or four days, I'm going to be on the water. That's all I can dig. It's, I just can't take it no more. I can't take it. I mean, it's just one of those just things. Smell the fresh air coming across the water there. I know. I know. You can't beat it. I mean, that's yeah, like beautiful sunrises. I guarantee you, and you get like these little these little sinus things that I got going on right now. I think it's from staying in the dang house too much. So that's that's the way you get get away from getting sick. You stay outside more, and it's uh. But anyway, I won't I won't get out there sometime. I don't know. I might either head to the Huntsville State Park or Conroe, one of the two. Just kind of figure out what what I think I'm going to be capable of anyway. I don't want to get out there and get too beat up. That's the main thing. Well, you down like it is. You drive around, do some ramp hawking. <laughs> That's it. There you go. There you go. There ain't no box doubt about popping that. and ramp hawking. <laughs> uh huh. I'll tell you what, though. Talking about that, the ramp. So that's that's a that's a bass pattern that that holds up pretty good in the wintertime. In the winter mm. months, a lot of people don't think about it. Those boat ramps are some of the best places to catch some bass. And I catch a lot of them. Uh, from time to time, I mean, it's, uh, well, Fred Adams sat there with me one day. We probably caught a hundred of them off a couple of different ramps. So it's, uh, you know, get out there in those cold weather months. What happens is that that concrete on those ramps is just like a heater. So, and people don't think about that. And they, I get people all the time. I'll be throwing like a crankbait or a Carolina rig at the back of their boat when they're loading or unloading their boat. And they got that motor and gear churning up all the water. Then he's sitting there saying, you ain't going to catch nothing there. I said, okay. Mm. Now, uh, once that water churns, it stirs the bait up. And once that bait starts getting stirred up, it, they scatter and the bass just attack them. So it's a reaction thing. And that's what that's what a lot of people don't think about and don't understand on those on those ramps right around any current like that. It's just making your bait move. When your bait moves, those fish get aggressive and they want to eat it. So... That's uh, yeah. That's just one of those things. And then cold weather months, especially you know those cold weather months. Yeah, we ain't got that yet, but it's coming. And and those cold weather months, you get on those ramps like that. I mean, there's times there'll be there'll be hundreds of fish loaded up on those ramps. Other you know, times, it's funny you bring that up. You know, water temperatures. You know, it's critical this time of year too. You know, we look for cooler water, but in the winter months. When we get those really rip snorter cold fronts in here and get, you know, the bay down in that uh, 38 to 40 degree range, it's like we used to always head straight to the Galveston Yacht Basin. All those boats that are in the water collect all that warmth from the sun. And, uh, man, we'd we'd just troll motor around in there just flipping like you're flipping, you know, docks, you know, bass fishing. I never uh, thought about that. Just bouncing. Bouncing jigs off of sailboats or whatever, sitting in the water there, and let it go down underneath there, and boom, you got a fish on I, immediately. I'll be darn, Mickey. I'd have never thought about that. Oh yeah, that, like uh, that. I, I, mean, I never thought I'd ever done that either. But I saw it with my own eyes; it was stupid. They were all I know. I th- in there. Crazy. I'll tell you what; it's crazy how they get in those little places like that. And just like you mm-hmm. say, it's you know, all everything's collected. Plus, there's, there's no current in there either. You know, to, when yeah. the tides move to bring that colder water in there, and it. uh it's kind so of stagnant, just, and it just holds yeah. the heat better. 
that's that's crazy. I, you know, I'd have never thought about that. And this, but it's you know, it makes sense though, because this you got some of those boats and they're just absorbing that heat. And just like mm-hmm. the bridge pilots, you know, I tell people all the time on Conroe, they ask me, Do you ever fish under that bridge, under 1097 bridge, or <laughs> even 1375? I tell them, Absolutely not. You know, the only time you'll ever <laughs> catch me underneath the 1097 bridge is going to be like the coldest day of the year. That's it. And I'll go crappie fishing under there then. And the reason being because those those pilings all uh, collect that heat, and it it may be a half a degree warmer right next to that piling than it is anywhere else. And those fish will get right next to them. So it's you know that's the only time you catch me under them bridges because I cannot stand that thumping over my head. That's that's one of the things. There's there's so many people that on Conroe especially, you know, they go underneath there and they're either they're going under there to catch some shade or whatever they can catch. Most people don't have a clue, you know, that there's other places they think, oh, the bridge is the only place where you can go, but that's all they know. You know, and, and there's times, and there's probably, oh, good night, I bet there's a hundred different rows of pilings across across the lake on 1097, and there's times when there'll be boats on almost every one of them in the summer months. And it's just, they gang up on there and, and just hang out. And sometimes they'll catch some hybrids. Sometimes they'll catch some crappie. Sometimes, a lot of times they'll catch catfish. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I can't stand that kathunk, kathunk. No, I mean, I'm telling oh, you, no. drive you, drive <laughs> you, patty. I guarantee it will. There's no way I'll, I'll sit under that rascal for any length of time. If You know, except for in the winter months, like I say, and, and that's just going to be one of the, it's going to be the coldest day of the year. That's when I'm going to get under there and I'll take me a little, little uh, crappie jig and chunk it out underneath that thing, let it sink down. And, and you normally I count it down, you know, 1,001, 1,002. And that represents the number of feet that it's falling in the water column. And I let it go yeah. all the way down to, to whatever depth I see my bait or whatever in on my, on my depth finder. And, you know, now that I'm using the forward facing stuff, I can see the fish there. So I don't have to really count it down. I can watch it go down, but, but uh, you know, traditional sonar, you go through there and you'll you'll find your your fish on your depth finder and your bait on your depth finder. And they'll always be in a certain part of the water column, whether it be if 30 feet deep, they may the bait may be 10, 15, or 20 feet down, and sometimes they'll be right on the bottom. But but it's not not very often you're going to find it all the way on the bottom. But you'll see it moving up and down from the bottom. But it was bait just doesn't stay down there. They're going to get eaten on the bottom, so they move around in the in the mid mid ranges. Once you find that depth of the bait, just start fishing in that depth, and you'll you catch a lot of fish. I mean, I do that just running across the lake if I'm going bass fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm running across the lake, and I first thing I look at on my depth finder is where's the bait located, what depth, and I'll you'll see it. You know, as you're running you on your 2D sonar, the, the the like most screens are all color anymore. So on your color screen, you'll see a layer down there, no matter where you're at, and and it's it'll change. You know, one like the deeper water of Lake Conroe, south of 1097, it may be 20 feet deep. On the northern part, it may be 15 feet deep. But whenever you find it, just say you go into fish brush piles. If you find your bait in 15 foot of water, go find you some from 12 to 15, 16 foot brush piles, and that's where you want to fish. And it's, you know, that's that's a quick way to find them anyway. Now, with that said, in the summer months, typically you got your, your early morning shallow fish that'll be up against the rocks or the grass or or whatever, you know, you take top water or a little crankbait or spinnerbait and chuck it out there and you catch them doing that too. So, 
the, but that's just a that's a limited window. You know, you got the first hour, hour and a half of daylight, and then you get off of it because that's when you you're gonna move out there to the deeper stuff for the most part. You know, and it's all dependent on your your oxygen in your bait, just like I was talking about. Wherever it's all located, that's where you're gonna be. That's where that's where you're gonna catch them. So. And 12 to 15 foot of water on Conroe is typically just a good number to fish no matter what because there's always bait in that depth range somewhere around right. the lake. So it's, you know, that's that's what I figured out over the years anyway, and it's it seems to work for me. And I'm just ready to get back out there. I need me a double digit this year. I ain't got one yet. So I, I got to get out there and get me one of them. <laughs> that's the that's the thing get out there and get one of them big rascals in the boat because uh i've seen a couple of them you know i hadn't got them hooked up but i've seen them on my on my forward facing actor target lawrence has got so and you can see them swimming around down there and you know exactly what they are once you see them so it's uh it, it, they're big ones i mean there's some giants in there and then then you run into those big old catfish i mean you look into one of them big rascals they like kind of like eating jigs this time of year mm -hmm. you're a jig fisherman you get out there throwing them jigs around a brush pile or something yeah, those rascals get to they'll get to cruising around there and and bang you hook into them you think man i have got a giant and you do you got a big old 20 30 pound blue cat and that's rascal he'll, <laughs> he'll pull you strange yeah they will. You, you see a lot of that this time of year i've been seeing a few pictures floating around people just you know out of the blue somebody catches a big old giant 30 40 pound blue cat yeah while they're yep, fishing for no bass doubt. or whatever you know exactly all right richard know. bull I'm glad you're getting better, son. That's uh, good oh, yeah. news to hear. And I sure would like yeah. to have one of them cane pictures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, hey, well, look, if somebody work. wants to call you, Richard, give them some info, my friend. All right. Anybody can get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Tooth's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishtoothtx.com or just check out the webpage, fishtoothtx.com. All right, brother. Richard, have a good one, man. Go ramp hawking. <laughs> See you, Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. All right, buddy. Later. Bye -bye. All right. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski this morning. Charlie P., my man, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, it's a wonderful morning. Swept the Rangers. Man, it was just a bloodbath. Oh, well, <laughs> Too bad you were in Matagorda and couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it last night, man, but it's, oh. it's been some good baseball. I just uh, just hope they can keep it up. You know what gets me, though, is how we can just run these games off like this and score all these runs, get all these hits and homers, and then we'll come back home and score one run or something. It just it just blows my mind that we got to – I mean, how would you like to have to pitch to that lineup? That That's scary. That's just crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I just hope they can keep it up. I mean, at least we got our team back in, intact, and uh, and the producers are producing. And uh, well, we got a month, month, month and a half to get through this, and maybe we can pull it off. We got their credentials. We just need a little luck. Keep it up. I'm telling you that uh, that Altuve, he's just something else. Mm. He is. It's just, uh, <laughs> what do you say? I mean, he's been doing this forever. I mean, the guy's just, uh, he's just an awesome ball player. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We got some good ones. 
we got a chance, a good chance. So let it roll. Let this uh, let this heat get out of the way and let the fishing roll too. It's, right. Uh, hopefully, this is the last weekend of that severe heat. Looks like it's supposed to cool down a little bit next week. Later next week, Slightly. it's going to start uh, dropping. The highs are so that'll that'll be good. We'll yeah. take it. And uh, I know your old bud will like it. Uh, you had another birthday. Uh, oh my God! What I hate that. What was it? Tuesday things. or whatever. I'm not even going to ask. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> Golly, but, uh, yeah, I hate them. Mm. I know it. I and didn't throw it out on social strong, media. I just but... sent you a private private text and told you happy birthday. So, <laughs> uh, and they like when people don't. These youngsters have no idea. Every year when you get older, they come quicker. They come quicker, quicker and we don't want to know about them. I mean, hey, you know, I appreciate all the birthday wishes and everything, but, hey, you don't have to remind me. I just uh, turned a year older. <laughs> we don't want uh, that. We want to go the other direction, man. That's right. But, and they come quick. Man, they come quick. Mm. They do. Old uh, codger. <laughs> You're in the, Ain't no you're doubt in the about old that. codger division. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. No doubt. Well, <laughs> the uh, fishing around here is, you know, nothing new. we got a high pressure on us. It's mostly red fishing going on right now. And mm-hmm. and, and that that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to get out try to find a big school of redfish to work on. And uh, luckily I got waiters, so. It won't be too bad. When it does get too hot, yeah. When it does get too hot, we'll get the hell off the water. So, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've seen some pretty good trout caught all weekend, but uh, you know, we had that high pressure off of us a little bit, and and. uh, and that allowed that, but now that high pressure is right back on top of us. So I don't know much about a trout bite, but uh, we might be able to wear out those redfish. And uh, well, are you? And we uh, got a lot. Are you seeing more trout at the cleaning tables now that the limits went back up? Mickey, I took the week off. I hadn't. I had uh, fished since last Tuesday. And, oh, okay. Uh, but uh it uh yes, you know you know now now that you can keep those fifteen inch trout we were you know we had a lot of them around here, so right, we're gonna see more of them at the cleaning table, got you you know i I've even been hearing from more of my uh meat haulers wanting to go now that it's back. Mm-hmm. can't believe just two fish make that much difference to them, I know <laughs> you know. It uh, it is what it is, you know. I think we, our bays have, have got a lot of fish in it, Mickey. It's just this, like everywhere else, this weather. It's a weather thing. This it unusual is. heat. It's a weather rut. Yeah, unusual heat. No rain. Got you. I don't know. It's just uh, I just don't remember it getting this hot. I know it has before. Just uh. It's been a booger. Yeah, it's, uh, and the older we get, the more we notice it. 
because it's not as comfortable on us as it used to be. Yeah. What oh, I remember yeah. most, I remember most in the heat of this summer like this when, uh, when we were younger, we were out there taking our shirts off, fishing sun up to sundown. I know it, it didn't bother roast, us a bit. Roasting like piglets. Yeah, didn't bother us a bit. But all we needed was an apple in our mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a little basting sauce. Yeah. Everybody used to but pour pour baby oil on them and uh, use uh, the copper tone deep tan and all that. Now we're man, we're using seventy and eighty SPF sunblock. Trying to yeah. get away from it. I just I just wear clothing, you know, to cover it all. Do the best I can with it. I hate that sunscreen. Oh, I, do too. I never did use it a lot. You never had any of that sweat in your eyes, have you? Sunscreen sweat? Oh no. <laughs> No, I've had customers that hat get for the boat. Pull that hat down low and don't put it above your eyebrows. Just put it, <laughs> baste it under your eyes and your nose. You know where you burn the worst with these sunglasses. You know I wear the you know the wider ones where they block yep. out the sun coming in from the side, and those frames get so hot they burn your skin. You know. Yeah. You know by your temples. I don't yeah, know whether it's good or bad. <laughs> You know, we'd have uh, customers get in the boat in the morning, putting that sunscreen all over them, and they'd get it in their eyes, and they couldn't see for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Eyes yeah. watering and burning all day. It's hard to fish like that. Yep. All right, Charlie P. Well, hey, man, I'm glad you had another birthday. I wish you many more, but uh, if somebody wants to call you about going fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, brother? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, buddy. Charlie, have a good one. I'll talk to you Saturday. Light them up. Take care, Mickey. See you, man. Later. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 